0: Need to make a call? Look for a police call box. That's where you'll find Two on Who, the new Doctor Who podcast from Electric Surge. Two on Who is available wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: You must learn to listen to The Rebel and the Rogue, or you will not be allowed to come with me to Alderan.
0: Hey, if you want to watch a great podcast that none of us are on, check out Best Movies Never Made. Available every other Monday from screenwriter Josh Miller and producer Steven Scarlatta as they go behind the scenes of some of the greatest movies never made with fantastic guests like Steve Melching, Ashley Miller, and a lot of other people you have heard of. And not Darren Docterman. Yet. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll be on the show. They just invited me to be on an episode about James Bond. I wonder why. Maybe it's because I have a new book out called Nobody Does It Better, The Oral History of James Bond. Available now wherever you get your books. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and I'm here with the hosts of the 430 movie. Steve Melching. Darren Dockerman. Ashley Miller. And Mark A. Altman. And now you can watch us on the Electric Now channel, available on DistroTV, Zumo, and Stir, and soon on the Electric Now app. Check us out wherever you watch podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And this is Darren Docterman, And yes, we are the Trek Experts. Hello, Alpha <laughs> Quadrant. This is Mark A. Altman. And I, I am so excited because <laughs> this is going to be very interesting. We're going to call it, you heard of Free Enterprise? This is Free Associating. We're here today with um, Ashley Miller. <laughs> Ashley Miller, our special guest. Who, who we might as well make a trexpert at this point. He's I mean, so he is often. a trexpert. He's not a guest. He's
1: not a guest. He's, okay, he's, he's a trexpert.
0: He's just a trexpert. So he's the writer of, of Thor and X-Men First Class. He's um, um, also a uh, writer-producer of So shows as Lore and, and uh, Terminator Saracana Sarah Connor Chronicles. So Ashley always gets his uh, resume read out, and neither of us do. Well,
1: he's a guest. Yeah, but he's not, not a trekspert. But he's not anymore. <laughs> All you need
0: to know <laughs> is we are trexperts. The rest doesn't matter. None of it matters. Like the Metrons. We are the Metrons. We're like Metallica. <laughs> None of it matters. All that matters is that we're the truck experts. Nothing really matters. You, okay, let, let's give a bio. No. So Darren is a leading concept designer in the industry. He's worked on shows like uh, Westworld. He's also worked on uh, Riddick and The Chronicles of Riddick, uh, Real Steel, X-Men 3, uh, The final X-Men the, X-Men 3 <laughs> and the, and the best Star Trek movie uh made within the past
1: 30 years. Galaxy Quest. Uh, Master and Commander. Oh, Master, Master and Commander. <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. So Darren's done a lot of cool things. And Mark has done a lot of cool things. He, he is the uh, uh, producer and writer of Free Enterprise. You may remember that from your
0: uh, ancient files. Unless you missed staff meetings. I think he wrote a, a book or two. You know, it's funny you mention that. I'm glad you brought that up. You have a book coming out very soon, don't I, you? Or, well, no, is it out it, now? It's out now. It's out now. The, uh, the um, Nobody Does It Better, the Complete Oral History of the James Bond movie. Sometimes I wish someone would, though. <laughs> <laughs> I wished I charged a million a shot, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, and oh, boy. Uh, and, uh, mm. and then, um, uh, you know, this is a follow-up to uh, my best-selling oral history of Star Trek, The 50-Year Mission, now available in paperback, or at least Volume 1 is available in paperback. Volume 2, I don't know when that comes 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 out on paper, but the hardcover is still available, so it doesn't really matter.
1: But whenever it does come out, just remember it's going to strike
0: like thunderball. (laughs) Indeed, indeed, (laughs) indeed. And I will point out that the James Bond book is available uh, not only in hardcover but also audio and on digital. So that is uh, what I have to say about me. Um, And of course, you can uh, check out uh, the first season of Pandora on um, the CW app. And uh, second season's coming this summer uh, to CW. So, okay. I hate to interrupt this mutual mutual admiration admiration society,
1: but where is the episode?
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) Well, what you don't know, and we're about to tell you, is, (laughs) you know, we've been promising for a while that we're going to tell you what people are saying. People are talking. What are people saying? And, you know, we recently um, uh, uh, celebrated our one millionth download. Which is Did we? We did. Yeah, we did. Mother, which is is, is fantastic. It was actually,
1: a, a couple months ago. Hold yeah, on.
0: yeah. So uh, thank you guys. Uh, I mean, I can't believe how well the show is doing, and uh,
1: it's doing great. But always tell your friends.
0: Tell your friends because it can do greater. Tell your enemies. Greaterer. Yeah. Greaterer. Greaterer. Could do greater, more great. But um, we're so we're, we so enjoy doing the show. Too much, and, actually. And uh, so, you know, in order to keep it up, we're not asking for a Patreon. We're not asking for you to give us money or anything. What we are we're asking not saying you shouldn't. is to keep listening. Keep listening and, uh, and vote for, for five stars on, on iTunes, Apple iTunes, because that's where people decide whether or not they're going to sample uh, a new podcast. And you know there are a lot of Star Trek podcasts and there are a lot of worthwhile, I think, probably Star Trek podcast. I don't listen to a lot of them, to be honest. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. But um, podcasts, you just do a lot of them. our podcast checkoff. is obviously very different, coming from a very different perspective sure. than probably a lot of other Star Trek podcasts, which talk about um, you know, what's out now. Right? right, you know. Whereas we talk about the stuff that we love, right. that we grew up on, um, through a different lens because we're lucky enough to all work in the industry. So we call on a lot of our friends from the industry who drop in from time to time to talk about their experiences. It's a very different perspective than uh, the fan perspective, which is equally valid but just different. Right. So, okay, let's let's see what people are saying. Um, and this first is uh, actually, I guess, posted recently, the most recent. In a different reality, see, I like that already. Okay. He could have called his friend. Right. So I I bet he makes the joke. (laughs) Well, let's see. So this is from John Palat. John Palat. And John says, This show gets five stars for many reasons, if not solely for the inside baseball, or is that... Parisi Squares, very funny. Okay. Knowledge gleaned, and they're often tough to find guests. That's saying like obscure, and nobody cares. <laughs> 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 tough to find. Well, like Rave Needleman, right? Right? right. Come uh, on. He was man. tough to find, let me tell you. It's the Kirk Spock style camaraderie of the experts. Does oh. that make you McCoy? I, I think it does. Okay. These guys are about my age. Well, don't be so sure. Um, we all discovered TOS around age five on uh. every show. Maybe. No, Ashley's younger than us. Yeah. And I get younger Much every year, younger. so. Yes. Um, and on every show, I feel like we are buddies talking Trek, quoting lines, and engaging in arguments about what's best, worst, and merely amusing about Trek. Hmm. The fact that they dislike Voyager and Discovery. Now, we've never said
1: that. <laughs> it's never been. We've never, never said that. Said that. Just because we don't do Yet, every revered episode.
0: DS9 about. is a bonus. Let me tell you, we. this is a show about the love. And yeah. we talk about what we love. That's right. What and we don't
1: talk about, we just don't love. You, you
0: can infer well, so, what you want, but I don't think we've ever publicly said one way or the other. Right. I mean, Voyager, I think we have. Yeah. But well, <laughs> so I think Discovery, it was, yeah. And again, I want to emphasize, it's really either. important. I was going to say something. Let we up. talk about what we love. doesn't mean you need to love what we love. It doesn't mean we have to agree. You know, uh, it's and, like what I say and, to my wife about the children. You don't have to love them just because I love them. <laughs> you know, and we would never begrudge you for what you like, unless it's Star Trek Three. But um, you know, so like, look, I just I hate this aspect of fandom, which is like. You know, where people get upset over, like, you don't like that? How can you not like right. that? Or, you know, how can you love that? Or it's like, you know, it's just right. whatever. Itic
1: means it goes both ways. Exactly.
0: Right. Infinite diversity and infinite combinations. And to each their own is an older version of that expression. Okay. I wake up early Saturday mornings. I love this. I wake I up early Saturday mornings to just me. to download this show and delight in their love for the phenomena. That in many ways define my world view. I, nice. I, I okay. could have written yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Did you, never did you say met phenomena. Never met phenomena. That's a great word. I, phenomena. Na, na, <laughs> this is a great thing. And you're 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 sorry just making Muppet Show jokes. This is the wrong podcast but, for that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Next, never met these guys, but in a different reality, I could have called them friend L L A P. Well, John, that's a lovely. Thank you. That's great. That's really nice. Thank you, John. We, we you know what? In this case, they say never read your reviews, but in this case, I'm glad we did. So um, thank you, John. That's, that's that's really nice, and I we totally uh, feel the same way you do. Um, okay, they make it so awesome. This is uh, a guy named uh, or maybe a girl Ashley named Global e. Couch. <laughs> this is a global Global Couch. That's a big couch. Yeah, it's really, a very big couch, big couch. and uh, they make it so awesome. This is another five star review. Wow, Altman, Doctorman, and team live up to the team. hype. These guys are fans and industry pros delivering keen insight into the iconic franchise. Keen. Proving it is possible to deliver praise and critique without going full clickbait. And again, that's a really nice review because I think that's what we try to do. Even when we're being critical, we we try I mean, I think we were very successful in Star Trek Three, right. where we've been critical, but we were saying, if you love Star Trek Three, great, go with God and enjoy it, and we understand why you do. Right. But this is why we don't, and uh, and it doesn't mean you know we have to take up the Aln Wound and fight it out, that's right. you know. So uh, or the Lirpa. Well, either would do. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. That's, but that's a nice, that's you a nice, that's a one. nice, nice one. Okay, this next one is um, this show rocks from the Great Bird of the Galaxy. Really, Maybe well, you, really. Should Maybe you should read that one, one Darren. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I never thought
1: I'd binge listen to a podcast until now. I feel like I'm hanging with my Star Trek friends, people who quote get all the quotes, inside jokes, etc. of fifty plus years. The analysis of the themes, characters, and philosophy of the various series is fun and fascinating. And the guests bring a whole different dimension and perspective to it all. Thank you, and please keep it going. So much more to talk about.
0: You know, the one thing that that scares me is that the demographic seems to be skewing very old. <laughs> but you know,
1: itic, uh, right. it's all it's all you know. These are these are people who aren't often heard
2: from, That's like right. us. That's
1: right. Yeah, but
2: you know, we could hear it ourselves all the time.
1: But you know, the people I've talked to, um. Are they've had so much of their lives uh, supplanted by this thing, right. this Star Trek thing, yeah. this Kosmos? Why is everything we don't understand always, <laughs> always called, called a, a thing? thing? Because it is. Um, and the the thing is that their love for this uh, helps, you know, in, inform the next generations. Literally, yes, that's you know, true. as as uh, you know, both of you are, are raising uh, children and trying to not unduly influence them one way or another. Absolutely. Right. And to help them discover it for themselves. Which you, is- You know, giving them access,
0: obviously. Why my son is a much bigger Star Wars fan than Star Trek.
1: Sure, because, you know, it's for kids, right? You know, for kids. Yeah, yeah, that's what- trade negotiations are.
0: Kids love That's trade right. negotiations. You know? Oh, my God. Look who's in the booth, ladies and gentlemen. It's Teen Devlin. Whoa. Wow. I think he's here to What the have we in. done? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. You heard. We're shutting the <laughs> lights off. He heard, what is this for cocked episode they're doing? <laughs> he, he couldn't be here for the last four that were fantastic. Instead, he comes for the mailbag episode. It's like, this is the best they could do? <laughs> <laughs> Come in here. All right. Special guest. (laughs) You got to come in here. This is like Mr. Rogers. This is amazing. It's our benefactor, Dean Devlin. Oh, yeah. Good (laughs) Good to see you. You know him as the uh, creator of Independence Day and uh, his new show. And this was not planned at all. (laughs) (laughs) The new show, Almost Paradise, uh, debuted recently on WGN. Mm -hmm. And uh, and, uh, that's exciting.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's a little nuts, but it's, uh, it's fun. <laughs> I've been accused of doing a lot of crazy things before, but uh, shooting in the Philippines really takes the cake. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> Not <laughs> since MacArthur has anybody. <laughs> and then you have the Outpost coming back this summer? Yeah, we're really excited about that. Uh, you, we've been shooting it in Serbia. You know about shooting in Oh, I East do. <laughs> I do, indeed. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's got tremendous production value.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you haven't been watching it, I mean, the second season in Serbia, amazing. And the third season is even bigger and better. So that that's great. And it's such a good time to have you because we're doing Letters from the Mailbag.
3: Oh, no. and No, no, no. <laughs> but,
0: you know, can you tell us, because there's so much exciting stuff going on with the Electric Surge and the Electric Now channel. So, um, you know, why don't we, these people are saying, I, I'm watching you on Electric Now. And we're like, thank you. I hope we're not scaring you. You have a very special connection to Star Trek. Sure. And we'd
3: love to, if you can just share that with us. Well, Star Trek is the show that got me hooked on science fiction. But it started because my mother uh, did a guest star on the original Star Trek on the Wolf in the Fold episode. (sighs) And she came home with a a stuntman's phaser. And I know it was the stuntman's because it was all beat up. Mm -hmm. But she gave that to me. And that was the crack <laughs> that started wow. my addiction. Of course, as a kid, I ended up losing it at some point, <laughs> which k- kills me now that I could have had it. But that was really when I first fell in love with, with science fiction and 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 wanting to do this kind of work. And, uh, get, of course, watching my mother get killed on almost every show she ever did in the <laughs> 60s is why I'm as warped as I am now. Right. <laughs> it can be very traumatizing. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I think it's always had this real special place in my heart, aside from just being a fan, you know, the fact that my mom was on it. And then, you know, years later, um, I was acting on a TV series and there was this guest star who played a, a, a killer pimp on the show. And that was Jonathan Frakes. Oh, that's funny. And so that started my friendship with Jonathan Frakes. And then Jonathan Frakes was doing Next Generation. And so it's, I, I just felt all these connections to the show. That you know, I think. I mean, all the time that I've known you and I've known John, I don't think I've ever heard that story. That that's how you guys met. Oh yeah, we the, it, our first time was acting together on a on a on a short lived TV series called um, uh, well, it was called Hard Copy, but it wasn't the same Hard Copy right. that uh, was the new show. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. It lasted six episodes. Dan Pine wrote the pilot. Hmm. Uh, um, uh, Steve Botchko apparently had done a ghost rewrite on it. Uh, but we only lasted six episodes. Right.
0: He really brought up that killer pimp role. Oh, he yeah. did. He did. <laughs> he
3: did. The, the, the yes, when I think Killer Pimp, I think Jonathan Frakes. <laughs> <laughs> He was a very intimidating guy to be a guest star because I'm only five ten, and he's tall. He's really tall, right. and and he was like throwing me around on the set. I was like, you know, I am a regular on this show,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because, of course, you know, John has gone to direct a ton for you. He was yeah. a producer and librarian. He directed a ton of episodes. He directed movies for you, and uh, you know, it just goes to the show you never know you know, where these relationships come from, these people you meet, you know, in the course of being, you know, someone, you know, early in your career, you know, how those relationships are going to pay off.
3: Well, that's why whenever I'm meeting young filmmakers and they're trying to figure out how to mold their career, I always say don't try to mold your career. Just work. Because you never know what's going to lead to something. You know, in in the 80s, I was an actor. Mm -hmm. And unlike today, where being uh, diverse was helpful, back then I could play, you know, either the janitor or the gang member or the drug dealer. That was pretty much it. And, you know, one day I got cast in this movie and it was a pretty lousy script and it seemed like a pretty cheesy sci-fi movie. Um, And honestly, I would have turned it down if I had had even $1,000 in the bank. Mm. But I needed the job, I needed the work. And so I flew to Germany and I did this low-budget movie and I saw some of the most beautiful sets I'd ever seen. And I saw some really great directing. And I turned to the director. I was like, wow, you you really know what you're doing. And, and that was Roland Emmerich. And that mm-hmm. started a 12-year partnership. Moon 44. On Moon 44. Yeah, right. So had had I turned that down, that whole, that whole trajectory of my career wouldn't have happened. So, you know, I really believe that... that you just got to work and you never know what relationships are going to turn into positive relationships or negative ones. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think trying to, to, to manipulate it, trying to, to plan it, you know, what's the old joke? How how do you make God laugh? You make a plan, right? right? (laughs) You know, so I, I, I'm a big believer in just working and, and, and meeting good people and collecting them. And you've done such a great job of it because it's a
0: testament to the fact that so many of the people you've worked for with for decades, you know, I mean, look at who you
3: did Almost uh, Paradise with, Gary. I mean, you right. met Gary how long ago? So, so when I was an actor, Gary Rosen had just moved from the editing room into writing for Joel Schumacher. Mm. And uh, I told every, I told him that I wanted to be a, a writer. And I told everyone I wanted to be a writer. But at, at that time, they were like, yeah, you're an actor. Shut up. Right. And he was the one person who took me seriously. And, and he would work with me on my scripts. And he criticized my writing. And he, he taught me how to be a better writer. And now, all these years later, we're uh, doing a TV series together. Yeah, it's not like you ever run anything that was that huge and successful, like yeah. Independence Day, Stargate.
0: I mean, you know, it's like, you know, Dean is such a legend, in, in, uh, you know, in the sci-fi world. And that's why when, you know, we started this whole podcast thing, you know, Dean has been so supportive because he genuinely loves all this. He lives, breathes, and eats,
3: uh, you know, genre. And But, you know, I think that's, you know, like you guys. The biggest difference, I think, are are those who do genre because they think that's what's going to make them money so that one day they can win their Oscar Mm -hmm. versus people who love genre as much as the people who love making arthouse films. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think the audience can smell it. You know, it's like how many times have you seen a trailer and you could just smell the pitch meeting? You know, you Mm -hmm. just knew Mm -hmm. that this was not from anyone who actually really loved this genre. I'll it's never... like Kramer versus Kramer in
1: space. <laughs>
3: <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite compliment I ever got in my entire life from any critic or anybody was um, it was after Independence Day, and I was at Comic Con and I was signing autographs and I'd been there for a long time, and there's this one 15 year old kid, he'd been waiting a long time and he finally got up to, to uh, up to me to, to have me sign his picture. And he was he was stumbling for the right words. And he just went, you you, you get it. Mm. And I went, I know exactly what you mean. Because yeah. I was on the other side of that table feeling that exact same way. Right. There are those who get it and those who do it because they think it's a good job. Right. And, you know, I, I, I think you got to be as passionate for this as Scorsese is about what he does. Yeah. And, and the audience can smell it. They can see the difference.
0: And that's what I loved about Bo's uh, speech yesterday. Um, at, when he won Best Director in particular uh, for Parasite you know a lot of times people get up there and they give this kind of phony acknowledgement we're all winners you know all the nominees oh you you, you touched my heart and you know I share it with you but, it was, it's, but he like the way he spoke about Scorsese you know, and the way he spoke about Quentin, it was so heartfelt and real that you genuinely felt it. And it was just such an authenticity to him that, you know, I love. And, you, you know, you, how could you not be happy for him winning the Oscar? It was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, some would argue he won a few too many. But, <laughs> I, you know, I love that movie.
3: So I wouldn't quibble. I, I love that film, too. And I loved it for all the reasons that I shouldn't in that it does everything that shouldn't work. Right, mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's two-thirds of a comedy and suddenly becomes a thriller. It's like, yeah. well, that, if someone told me that in a pitch meeting, I go, well, that's not going to work. Right, right. You know, so it just, I love the audacity to just say, I'm going to just break every damn rule mm-hmm. and do something really interesting. And it's so smart.
0: And it was so of the zeitgeist right now with the, you know, classed, uh, you know, that's why people say, oh, is people going to be talking about this, you know, 20 years from now? And it's like, they might.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, there's, there's mean, a lot to digest yeah
0: it's metropolis for the 21st century in a way yeah that's interesting so I I, I, I think it's terrific and you know I know a lot of people who are upset that Quentin didn't, didn't get recognized but he's gotten plenty of you know and and maybe now he'll do more than 10 films because right. maybe he'll be chasing that Oscar <laughs> that much longer so it's good well look I like I said I know you have a lot to do and you weren't planning on this really wasn't staying <laughs> I mean literally we saw Dean walk by and he's in the window in I the literally just wanted
3: to watch how the switcher was working. That's
0: right. <laughs> and we're like, how can we let Dean walk away without coming on the show for a few minutes? But we're, we're just consider this a tease because um, he, he he's going to the Philippines to direct uh, the finale on Almost Paradise, and then he's coming back, and then we're gonna get him into the John Gill Memorial Podcasting Studio, and. Um, and 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 we're going to talk at length about his career and how Star Trek, uh, in particular, was an inspiration. And you know, people may not realize. I mean, besides Frakes, I mean, John DeLancey was in the Librarians. I mean, it's no accident. So you know, that consider this a tease. We're teasing you with the future episodes. So <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for, for letting for me drop in. By. Good, to Good to Thank see you all. Me. Thanks, Dean. Well, you're paying for the room, yeah. so you drop <laughs> by anytime. <laughs> So that was great. Oh, that was great having having wow. indeed come by. And now I'm going to return to the mailbag. Now we return. Okay, to, to the, the mailbag. mailbag. Okay. So um this is from <laughs> Cap seventy four two zero eight. Now do you think they're referring to Captain America or are they referring to Captain Kirk? Or what do we what do we think? Come Maybe out. it's just a like a bottle cap. Okay, so this yeah. this says Proud Trekkie. Hmm. Five stars. Keep on burning. My only real complaint. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Is that I, I wish you'd allow yourselves to go longer from time to time. Oh. Yeah, sometimes you know, we're old. You, and, can't, uh, <laughs> you have to go to the bathroom. Just, yeah, <laughs> Incontinence. Sorry, it, honey. Sometimes, maybe we'll <laughs> get him a box of... Uh, <laughs> never mind. Sometimes you're going to roll, and I wish you'd carry it through to its logical conclusion. And don't be ashamed of Trekkie. Trek enthusiast is fine, but no matter your history with that term, love it and own it. I'm proud to be a Trekkie. Thanks, Kirk. Yes, seriously. Now, let me tell you why we called Scott Mance a Trek enthusiast. Because... <laughs> He belongs in his own bucket. Okay. Right. You know, and I'm not talking about Odo. Scott is such a <laughs> unique guy that we did not want, we, we'd be insulting you to call you a trek, a, a Trekkie. And then Trekker, I just, just, just it needed its own definition.
1: He's an energy being made of pure enthusiasm. Right. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth?
2: You know, I have to say, uh, I hate the word Trekker. Mm. I have always felt like Trekker was the thing that. People are like, oh no, Trekkie has a bad connotation. Call me a trekker. Call Kalamini. No, 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 don't call Kalamini. Well, actually, we should get Kalamini on the show. But uh that that whole trekker thing always felt a little defensive to me. It you? is, and I love the term Trekkie. Okay, I
0: love that. I I always call myself a Star Trek fan. I <laughs> yeah. never use trekker, well, or trekker or no. Trexberg. Well, that's because right. it's a higher level right. of existence. But <laughs> is that more or less perhaps than enthusiasm? Perhaps it's a direction that we may someday achieve. <laughs> that's, right, that's, <laughs> right, that's, right, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's true. We we go by. I, you know, it was so funny. I was having a conversation. This is gonna say, "Oh my God, oh, It's Altman being an arrogant asshole again." But again. I was having a conversation, no. and you know, said, oh, you know, "Oh, you know, they were asking me about the show, and I said, "Yeah, I was an Inglorious They Go, I'm a Treksman. Yeah. And I'm are like, are you?' Yeah, i like, yeah. that's like, yeah, you
1: know, that's the the uh, the Larry David yeah. response."
3: Are you really? Yeah, it was totally <laughs> a Larry David moment. It was totally. I'm like, yeah, is that right? <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty
0: good. No, I was like, what, what makes That's you a quite Trek a statement? <laughs> and it's like, you know, trexport is a, a term reserved for a certain level of knowledge <laughs> regarding the franchise. You know, and I'm not saying you know because you know all the titles for Voyager. So um, it was it was interesting. Uh, I just I don't I don't believe the trex. You know, it's like you know how to call yourself a doctor. You right. need to like do a doctorate. Yeah. And right. then you become a doctor, right? Yeah, that's or you right. you go to you know <laughs> you go to or you get a master's, you get a PhD. It's like trekology. It's like trek expert, You right. have to have a certain level of accomplishment.
1: Well, first you get your degree in spaceshipology. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's right. And then that's you right. move on to the advanced right. degree of Trexpert. Right. That's right. That's right. You're I mean here. because
0: even Dave Rossi, who was here for a previous episode, he's not a Trek Spurt. He's a, a huge Trek fan. Yes. And he worked on the show. Yes. But he's not a expert. He admitted it. Right. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> December four. I really like when these episodes have more structure. December 14th. <laughs> 2000... Then I start getting in the weeds and say stuff I shouldn't. December 14th, 2019. Great podcast. Five stars. Just Is listen to Nicholas Meyer. It was a lot of fun. Please bring him back. I, I mean, we could. I, it. I, I, I mean, Loved. I guess we didn't really talk about Star Trek six that much. Look, I, I, I think we really
2: talked about Star Trek Two with him. That's true. Right.
0: That's you know what he Which had is a, great. He had a great time, and I we could absolutely have him back. You know, I'd like a little more time to pass before yes. we have him back, yeah. but uh, maybe for the you know anniversary of Con or, right. or for Star Trek Four or something. The thing is, here is
1: I am going to borrow your my here is the, the thing. Yeah, he gets asked Star Trek questions all the freaking time. True that, right? And. His responses, because he's been asked so many times, are usually pretty much the same as you would hear on his commentaries on Star Trek II and Star Trek VI. Right. And while those individual stories are fascinating, I know we have heard them over and over again, yes. and we wanted to hear something new. That we, we wanted hadn't to heard ask him before. something Absolutely completely great.
0: different. Absolutely right. Which is, so that's why. Yeah, and I think that's why he enjoyed himself. I think so, too. And I think that's why it was fascinating to talk about his book. Right, yeah. You know, which which I finished and I thought was terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, and But it was interesting because here I'm talking about Sherlock Holmes, but he's as passionate about Sherlock Holmes exactly. as we are about Star Trek. Exactly. You know, when you talk about Star Trek, he like, he's like- a home a I, I He's a Holmespert. He's a Shurspert. I think they might be called the
1: Baker Street Irregulars. Irregulars that's what
0: they are called. Okay. Or, or if you're Scott Mancher Baker Street hi Enthusiast.
2: (laughs) I don't think I would ever want to be
0: called irregular. I just no. Or you know, who was the one who sang Baker Street? I hated that song. It was on all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that song. It was on all the time. I forget who it was too. Is it like George Baker? No, No, it was. I I remember it was awful. (laughs) Okay, somebody should post who sang. I could look it up, but I'm not going to the baker street i hated that song it just
1: says 1978
0: to me oh my god the worst <laughs> and it was on the radio all, yeah, the, all time, the time all the time okay now this oh good this is good a little mixing it up here okay good. Sure. this is from scrooge mcduck 1977 oh he's a star wars fan so no wonder okay because okay. this is a two star review oh okay. boy. two all star right. review great at first but like getting together with old friends you haven't seen for a while the stories have been repeated and repeated and repeated
2: what did i just say
0: Basically, they've <laughs> run out of new material. Oh, you think so, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't listened to this episode <laughs> Have yet. Have we talked about Robert at Spatula Party with the Trill and the Green Rhine Slave? G- oh, I'm not oh. telling you, Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. So, they do enjoy entertaining themselves. You, you know what? You're absolutely right. That's the only reason we do this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so, not
1: to entertain everybody else. No.
0: This is for that us. would be insanity. So, if you're into that, great. We are. Uh-huh. There are a lot. They're a lot like that person you know who thinks they're the smartest person in the room, thinks being Oh, this is the one. Oh. And and they're not afraid to tell you over and over again. So McDuck. What guess number what? am I thinking of? We are the smartest people in the room. Certainly because there's only because yeah. there's, there's only three, three of us. <laughs> <laughs> now that now that Dean is gone And there we are, are the smartest that's right, people in that's the right. room. If Dean were here, Dean would be the smartest person <laughs> in the room. But but he's not, so it, it it's it's a tie between the three of us. So you know what? Let me tell you something, Mister McDuck. <laughs> I'm not going to talk. for myself, That really is your name, but 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 <laughs> McFly. <laughs> but you know, wh- 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 where where did you work before you you were in the business? Before you were a screenwriter extraordinaire um, uh, and uh, a TV producer? I, I did, you
2: know, applied math ops research for the Chief of Naval Operations in the Pentagon.
0: There it sits. <laughs> <laughs> it <I> seems
1: <laughs> reasonably intelligent to me uh, you're <laughs> repeating on, the same <laughs> jokes
0: I know because they're funny they're good Ga- game set match plus we can't expect yeah. that everyone's listening to every episode that's know, correct you know so it's like if we repeat a joke well you know it's like life you repeat jokes yeah that's right and then your kids look at you and say you think you're so funny
2: yeah well you know and they're re- the great level. I call it a repeated joke I call it a franchise that's right yeah
0: okay Anyway, I, we spent way too much on Mr. McDuck. It's fine. And you know, you what? know what? Look, I'm, I'm only kidding. Hug, I love McDuck. it. I, I, yeah. I like the fact that they took the time to post that, their thoughts. Yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah. and they listen to the show, and I'm sorry they're not enjoying it, you know, but you know what? There are a lot of other podcasts out there they might enjoy there more. Sure and, and, and there's uh, a lot of other good podcasts for them. on the Electric Surge Network. That's right. There are, like the 430 movie or the best <laughs> movies never made. No, that's too good for them. They should watch, listen to <laughs> Rebel on <in> the Road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like Rebel in the Rock. I do, too. Okay, good. Uh, you know what on. I
2: like? I like Two on Who. You want to know why? Two on Who's great. Because I like that title. Nice. I just do. He came up with it. It's a great title. Yeah. I thought Natalie did. It's but,
0: naughty. But, but, it's and, like... It, like it. It. <laughs> it's naughty. That's <laughs> it's not, not the intention. Naughty. <laughs> it's naughty. It's naughty.
1: It's bigger on the inside than on the outside. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So... <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is the worst episode we've ever done or and we're best. repeating ourselves or the
1: best
0: yeah the best of both worlds at this point we don't know November 9th this is from Rob D. Hood what happened to the hood in the Potemkin <laughs> oh. okay this is Five Stars best Star Trek podcast now we're back Aww, we're back this is a must listen for anyone interested in thinking and talking about Star Trek in all its forms. For Trek fans, this Most is a podcast fun. we have been wishing for. Professional quality. That's a shout out to you. Back there in the booth. Technical difficulties yeah, notwithstanding. Professional <laughs> quality. Thanks to Bill Ritter. <laughs> Scholarly. Extreme, we're only assuming that he's still recording. Extremely, by the <laughs> extremely funny. And by people who were there. No, I don't know about that. Listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> listen to this podcast if you want to appreciate Trek in both commercial and humanistic perspectives. Oh, That's a very thoughtful. It uh, really review. is. I like that. Okay, now we're on to um, Gorf from JewishCartoon.com. com. Well, if they're from Jewish Cartoon, they're going to appreciate the humor on this show. Hooked on the Trek experts. Five stars. Five stars. Five. This is uh, this is Gorf. Not to be confused with Gort. From JewishCartoon.com. Is this the um,
1: uh, golf instructor with the short legs? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty,
0: pretty, pretty good. Okay. (laughs) Outstanding, says Gorf.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I'm reading a story to my children at night. Candid,
0: you know? informative, funny, passionate, a model for all genre podcasts. If marooned for all of eternity in the center of a dead planet, buried alive, <laughs> alive, 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 and given the choice between Romulan ale and Inglorious Trexperts, choose the ale, but only because a podcast cannot double as a disinfectant. But it would be very close. Keep going boldly, Trexperts! Exclamation point. Thank you. Gorf. He was a model for us all, a gorilla to remember. <laughs> <laughs> next week, two on apes. <laughs> well. Okay. Planet of the fans. <laughs> okay, this next one is called Inside Trekkers Talking Trek with Top Insiders. Say that three times. Huh.
2: Inside Trekkers Talking Trek with Trek
0: Insiders. Oh, it was, uh, Terminator. That's the Sarakona Chronicle Chronicles. <laughs> says call <laughs> van Putkama. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this is actually from John Hazard. John Hazard, and John says these guys know their Star Trek, and they interview some of the most amazing Trek insiders. The geeky references, clever humor, and little-known insights fly at you at warp speed. Mm-hmm. Educational as well as entertaining, heartfelt nostalgia, so much fun. Well,
1: that's nice. That that's very nice. nice. Thank, thank, you, you, uh, John, thank
0: you, John. Um, and we'll do the Dukes of Hazard podcast for you soon. Hell yeah! We okay, will. that's.
2: I got John Schneider's number. Let's you know, there's a here. TJ
0: Hooker podcast. Bullshit. Is there? Yeah. yeah. I was looking for some reason. I was doing research on T.J. Hooker. Don't ask me why. And um, the there's o- a podcast devoted to T.J. Hooker. The only way to do a T.J. Hooker
2: podcast would be if you did the podcast from the hood
1: right. of a police car. That would
0: be really and, from and, and, hood of a black and white. Uh, <laughs> uh. Dun,
2: dun, 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 dun. Was that right?
0: Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I watched. It's on Crackle. They have T.J. Hooker. There was a backdoor pilot with Sharon Stone called uh, Midnight, where she plays an undercover hooker. And so it's Hooker and Sharon Stone. Hooker so and Hooker. Well, Shatner and Sharon Stone. <laughs> it's Shatner and Sharon Stone. Where he has to come to Los Angeles to help solve a case, and he partners with Sharon Stone. Wow. It is the greatest thing. And, you know, for me, it had very, because obviously right. I've worked with Shatner and I've worked with Sharon Stone. Right. So to see the two of them, it was totally like chocolate wow. and my peanut butter. It was like the two of them working together. It was amazing, and it was so bad. I just loved every second of it. It was amazing. When is the last time you saw that episode with Leonard Nimoy in it? Oh, I've only seen the clips recently. You're getting in my way, hooker. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. It's awesome. But they don't have it on the on um, because Crackle only has seasons four and five and six, I think. Oh but you know the thing about TJ Hooker. Jumped by that it, well time. remember T J Hooker was canceled by right. ABC and then it went to C B S on crime time after prime time because they were um competing against um It's you who's competing. <laughs> Stop competing with me, there So um they were um uh, you know, because late night shows were on um, uh, CB, on, on NBC and ABC. So because it was Nightline on ABC. NBC was, you know, had all the great um, late night shows. So um, they wanted to compete in late night. So they had crime time after prime time. Right. Where they would have different crime shows. It's sort of what WGN's doing now. And then they... Um, program tj hooker
3: hmm.
0: as um you know but it had they cut the budget so it's yeah. really interesting you know in, you know in star trek they would recycle stock footage of the enterprise they would recycle footage of stunts so like oh stunts God. from previous seasons like wow. you know car cop cars blowing up or going on, that was all recycled in this last season of tj hooker anyway wow we didn't talk to nana about uh, jimmy uh, jimmy darren Oh, that's which right would have been yeah. Which would have been... But what, we Next should get time. him on the show. So we talk about T.J. That Hilder. would be amazing. We should get That'd him.
1: That would be interesting.
0: You know, okay. So let's continue yeah. with the mailbag. Back into the mailbag. I'm going to put my hand in to the <laughs> mailbag. Okay.
1: Not the boar
0: <laughs> 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 The spice, what has what, it go? The spice gives me... Oh, no,
1: that's the, uh, what's in the box? Pain. Pain. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> right. What's in the mailbag? Pain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
0: the crew aboard the podcast ship is excellent. September 19th, 2019, The Huckman. Huckman. The Huckman. Five stars. Huckman. K. Huckman. Nick Let's Meyer have never say.
2: watch a movie about him.
0: The crew aboard the podcast ship is excellent. As a lifelong trekker, it is so satisfying to hear true fans talk like true fans. They tackle each topic with the kind of gusto you can only find in a Captain Kirk flying kick to the face. The best part of finding a great podcast like this a little later, I get to binge a whole bunch before running out, which will soon happen. So beam aboard the show. It's... The far of All Star Trek podcast without <laughs> the seven year wait for satisfaction.
3: Wow. That's wow. great. I love our fans. That's, I love. I love our great. listeners.
0: That's awesome. They're they're very clever. Okay, I'm going to read a few more, but you know, we <laughs> I can't read them all, but but I'm going to read a few more, and then I'm going to skip and find. You know what? I'm not going to read any more bad ones. There aren't really any, uh, and I want to encourage people sure. to write bad ones to get on the show. So right, um, yeah. Kobayashi Maru. Five stars from Zinc Adams. Is he related to Grizzly Adams? I don't, I don't know. know. That'd be- no, he spelled it differently. To zinc oxide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you're like Captain Kirk and you don't like to lose, then this podcast is your Kobayashi Maru test of Star Trek podcast.
2: Doesn't I don't like that to lose. mean there's
0: no? Okay, don't think about it too much. There's no way to okay. win. Take yeah. the lose lose or trial and error listening to the podcast and turn it into a win win with Mark and Darren oh. and Ashley. I'll add that part. It's exactly the kind of Trek conversation I have with friends. I feel like part of the gang with every episode. Also, I don't do reviews, so you know it's good because I took the time to write this up. Thank you very much. That's awesome. We're not awesome. a gang.
2: We're a club.
1: No, no. That,
0: that's great. <laughs> that's, that's really that's nice.
2: I prefer to think of it as a concern.
0: <laughs> well, I got to say, and Jason very nice. Jason Redmond kept it short and sweet. Glorious. Best tre- Trek podcast ever. Exclamation nice. point. Exclamation point. That's nice. Love the quotes from um, Giantho. Giantho five stars. So good to hear all the TOS references via quote from memory and mostly, mostly accurate. Yeah, oh, <laughs> sometimes cool. you are right. Coming for the festival, eh? Yeah. Another great moment for Mantrap is Have you learned to recognize the creature in whatever form it takes? And the creature, <laughs> as McCoy, is sitting right there. That's ah. right. Yeah. Um, that's, funny. that's great. That's great. Um, uh, Chi Wolf says love listening to these guys talk Trek. Probably because it sounds exactly like when my friends and I talk about Trek, throwing out quotes and all that. Just fun. Um, and you know, there's just, look, there's a bunch more. Do you want me to go on? Might as well. Okay. July 23rd, a P-W-A-R dog. Okay. Poor dog. Poor dog. Poor dog. For Poor dog. It's a great show about Star Trek, but for people who claim to be fans of shows, they sure do seem to dislike an awful lot of it. <laughs>
3: well, I don't know. I, I
0: don't street. know. We don't, we don't really talk about much about the stuff that we dislike. I think it's a valid uh, comment, you know, but I'm not sure what they're basing it on because, yeah, there's a lot of Star Trek we don't like or stuff calling themselves Star Trek. But we don't really um, we don't really talk about those shows because that's not when we don't want to bag on the shows you like. We want to talk about the shows we like. That's right. right. You know, and I think, you know, the only show where we really go negative, but we we said it up front was Star Trek three. And we were very, very specific about the thing. It was it was was with love. We said it with love. A loving tear down. You know who we had lunch with today? Bob Sound. I was about to ask. You. I, was like, wait, I was there, <laughs> and you know, we, we were having no. We had lunch with Bob Sound and it was funny because he we, we, he had to meet us on on about something, and you know, we said to Bob, we said, you know, it would be really great to have you back on the podcast mm-hmm. to talk about what you would have done had you done Star Trek Three. And he was very flattered. And, you know, Bob is obviously a big fan of. Everybody and be the point. He just he, he he's he says he just doesn't want to. Sh- you know he didn't basically says, but he don't want to shit on Star Trek three right. by you know by by saying what he would have done, and uh, it would have been it would have been interesting. But um, well, but that was a very popular episode by the way. It was People, a great episode. It was a great episode. It was a great episode. Sat there for hours. Okay, let me ask you guys this. Right, what's your favorite episode of experts so far? Of experts of, of not four thirty movie. of Trek Trexperds. Right.
1: Hmm. 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 What's our favorite listening to afterwards or
0: doing? Oh, recording it or or, or listening to it. I don't. I, know. I think
1: they're different. Okay,
0: then tell then tell me both.
1: Um, hmm. hmm. The, Bo- the Bob Salin one uh, recording it was great because we learned so much new stuff that yes. we didn't know before. I Agree. Um, uh, of course, Aaron Gray luminous as she was i i i got lost in her eyes several times uh uh, uh, interviewing her and she was awesome um and she was also fun to listen to as well Yeah, absolutely i don't know i i love them all equally because Mm. they all come from the reality of us you know we don't we don't pre-write this stuff we don't you know we don't obviously plan too much. Um <laughs> that much uncertainty. But it's 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 because this is this is how we sit around and talk all right. the time. Yeah. Um I I really like uh the time when we were just talking about how it was when we were fans as kids. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a fun one. Because I, I love talking about and remembering that time.
0: Right. What about you, Ashley? I mean you haven't obviously done all the shows right. but uh but you've been a guest now a lot. You're kind of like Charles Nelson Reilly, you know. Mm-hmm. You kind of, be, you may not be a regular, but you've been on it enough times. Well,
1: you're, you're more like Jonathan Harris, special guest star who's there all the time. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Paul Lind, I don't know. Right. So, um, what? what uh, when you look back, what is like kind of your favorite? I will
2: I'll cut it two different ways. So, um, as a fan, recording, I think my favorite was uh, was Bob Salon. Mm-hmm. because it was just. Astonishing to hear him tell all of those stories and to realize that I was sitting in a room with like, you know, th- three other dudes who between us have seen that movie like easily, easily over a thousand times. Yes. And we're all right. sitting there going, I never knew that. Right. Right? right. I mean, when you could get all three of us going, I never knew. Yeah. Do uh, you clearly have a story to tell? Mm. Um, as a professional, Right. my favorite episode that I participated in the recording of was Nick Meyer. mm that was just an experience. Uh, so smart. Um, he was so
0: fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had and such plus a great time. Plus, I made him laugh. Oh, that was it, one of the great jokes on the show ever. Thank you. The Irishman. He said, I don't want to see any show that ends in superhero, the show ends in man. <laughs> he said, Oh, so you don't want to see the Irishman?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oops.
0: That was great.
2: Yeah, that was fun. I mean, it was just fun talking to him. We get to talk to so many smart, great people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most delightful listen for me, is uh, is probably, uh, I mean, maybe it's just because I heard it so recently, but the Aaron Gray episode is just delightful. Um, but I will say also that the most f- the most fun that I had, and I think it's a fun listen, even though it's like, I think, 30 hours long, is uh, is the top 50 episodes of yes. all time that we did last that's my, year. I think, yeah. that's yeah. I think that's my that favorite. I think that's my favorite. That was so uh, great.
0: I mean, A, I can't believe we did it. Yeah. B, I mean, we had allocated... Like an hour and a half for it, and it yeah, spanned multiple it, recording sessions. And I think they ended it's up like being five like five and a half hours. Yeah, I mean, it's this monster. It's <laughs> War and Peace of, of, of episodes, but and it's never boring. It's I don't think so. I enjoyed it, you know, and I was there. I listened to it again once, and that was enough for me. No, I, I think I listened to. I think I listened to it more than once. But I, I actually really, uh, I really really enjoy that episode. I thought everybody had such great things to say, and that's what I love actually listening to you guys talk. It's like Rob who who had some wonderful. You know insights. Um, you know you, you 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 know your insights were great. I mean, Darren. I mean, it was really super fun, and that's why when we did moments this year, which I thought was pretty awesome. Also, mm-hmm. I wish we had had Bill George just yeah. because I don't know how his mind thinks right. in the best of ways. Right. That was an episode I loved. Yeah. You know what my favorite episode was? Bill George. No. Oh, that was close. I love Bill George. I'm so glad because of you, I've gotten uh, to to become friends with Bill George. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. I just think he is amazing. He's super talented, and he's he's one of us. But, he, yeah. you know, he's so much a part of all these things I grew up on. Yep. And he's just such a wonderful, thoughtful guy. Um, but uh, um, Tom Perry. Oh, oh my yeah. God.
2: That
1: Tom was great. Perry. Tom's great. Yeah.
0: That, to me... Wow, that was incredible. Because Also as a professional, so great to listen to. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that was Hollywood history. I mean, and, you know, that was one where we really went long. And um, it was worth every second. I just, all his history at United Artists. Um, and then, you know, we barely got to Star Trek until we were like an hour in when right. we got to Star Trek. Um, I, I I love that. All the Star Trek the motion picture episodes were great, though. Yeah, the novelizations one. That's a that's uh, it's a special episode. That was a lot of fun to do. Yeah, but you know, everyone who came in to talk about the novel, you know, Star Trek the motion picture. Walter Koenig. I mean, that was yeah. wonderful, and I love the fact that we found a way in to talk to Walter. That wasn't the usual. Tell right. us about your career, Walter. You know, it was like let's specifically talk about Chekhov's enterprise. You know, and um, but even you know when you had uh, the you know the the music episodes Mm -hmm. and um, uh, you know the guys came in and talked about your um, David Mike talking about directors edition. Um, It's just like all those episodes, and that was one when we were recording it. I thought was a little dry, and then when I listened to it, it was really good. Yeah. So um, so you just never know, and you know I learned a lot.
1: The great thing is when when we do these. Um, because we are, you know, flying by the seat of our pants, you don't have a lot of time to recall what actually went on during the episode. Yes. You 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 remember the general feel of it, but you don't remember specifics. And then when you listen to it afterwards, uh, they you know the memories come back and it's uh, it's a, a nice experience and sometimes you you learn things you didn't realize at the time
0: well it's interesting right. because here I'm I'm reading this boldly going where no podcast has gone before 5 stars this is from um LAUG4 um and and this person uh says um best star trek podcast available bravo you really need to do a deep dive episode about the special effects for star trek the motion picture discussing the effects that were corrected for director's edition thanks um, we kind of touched on that in that episode, but we haven't really gone and done it. I know we talked about trying to get Richard Taylor in, um, from, um, Robert Abel. Right. Um, we should revisit that. I don't know if we're done with Next Generation, a uh, motion picture yet uh, or not.
1: Hopefully we aren't. And right. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Um, but, uh, I know that, uh, when I interviewed Doug Trumbull in, in Vegas last year, um, that is an interview that could have gone on for another three hours. And it, it did at dinner. Um, but it it would be nice to, you know, if, if ever he comes back to uh, to Los Angeles to have him actually in the studio and sort of do a deep dive with him because I think that would be fascinating.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I do too. Five stars, love it. This is from uh, Edmus. Recently must... started binging the podcast since Mark Altman will be an upcoming Comic Con attending. Oh, okay, and wanted to see what he had to say. Clearly, nothing. And <laughs> uh, this has quickly become my favorite Star Trek related podcast ever. These guys know their stuff, but still keep it entertaining. And it features the best Gene Roddenberry impression you'll ever hear. Oh. Kudos. Let's... Now, I want to point out. I have to correct you. It's not an impersonation. We have a Ouija board into center of the table, <laughs> and we are literally conjuring Gene up, and, and he's being, uh, you know... Um,
2: Recalling his ashes down from the sky.
0: Because... Uh,
2: and they settle upon Darren's head.
0: This is, uh, this is uh, speechless. This is from um, Gage Cassidy. Gage Cassidy says, happened across IT on Twitter and soon jumped over to the podcast and started from the beginning on episode five right now. Just amazing. I love this podcast. I'm 44 years old. Growing up, didn't have any exposure to Trek beyond the films and reruns on Saturday afternoon. None of my friends were Trek fans in school. I didn't have any of the toys, but I did start reading the books as a teen. I feel like I'm in a room full of friends chatting about Trek. Keep this great podcast rolling. Great stuff.
1: That's nice. I like hearing. I like hearing things like that.
0: Yeah, this is. I. I mean, I don't always look. I haven't looked at this page in quite a long time, and it's actually really. Um, it's nice to hear all this. I mean, it's easy for us to be cynical and jaded, and 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 you know, but it's sarcastic. But this is actually is really nice because what Darren said is true. You know the reason we keep coming back and doing this is to hang out. But the fact that so many of you have embraced the podcast and count on it every Saturday. So even when we talked about like, Oh, should we do it less often? You know, that would be easier, but it's like, you know, we love the fact that you know people really you know count on um, listening to it on, on you know downloading it on Saturday. Yeah,
2: there are uh, industry professionals in all walks of the professional life who, when there is not a new episode for some reason, descend on my Facebook Messenger or on my uh, my my phone with texts asking me where the f hashtag percentage point. You know exclamation point uh is the new episode of inglorious experts that's cool right well, that's really nice, yeah people love this show and it's just it's it's just it's great to be you know here
0: yeah no i mean it's 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 funny because when we first talked about doing a podcast, you know we were sort of like, what are we gonna do a podcast? We started the four thirty movie, which was so much fun mm-hmm. and, it still is. And, and and yeah it, it still is, and then you know we decided to expand to Star trek and it's just been um Really great. Every time I think we've run out of things to talk about, um, we find new things.
2: For example, the mailbag. The mailbag.
0: (laughs) The mailbag. I love the mailbag. You know why the mailbag's cool? Because we come from an era before email. Back in the 70s, when you would... You know, write to the Star Trek Well Committee, right. or you would write when Star Trek The Motion Picture was coming out and join the fan club and they'd mm-hmm. send you those newsletters. I mean, it was all about sending a self-addressed stamped envelope, right. you know, and, and, and writing and, and writing to Starlog right. or to a comic book. And remember how excited you'd be if, like, your letter was published in a comic and book?
1: Sometimes a, a month later, you would get a big envelope and there would be an autographed picture of
0: the Enterprise.
1: Well, I never, I never did <laughs> right?
0: that, but, but signed
2: by the Enterprise. best yes. yes. <laughs> yes. of luck, but USS Enterprise. Enterprise.
0: <laughs> but, uh, but you know, so you know, the <laughs> whole idea and of writing a letter, right. you know, which is kind of a lost art, is, is something that was like really much of the time. I remember, like, you, you order like from Intergalactic Trading Company a bunch of stickers, sure. you know, and uh, so it's like the idea, even though this is a digital mailbag, right. it's it's nice to 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 you know go back and and to, you know. Uh, Find all these 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 wonderful accolades are really nice. I mean, well, and that people feel the same way we do about the show.
1: That's that's what's most gratifying to me that there are people that, that you know more. There's more like us out there. Yes, there are. Right. You're not alone in the yeah. universe.
0: Well, you know, and and uh, and then vice versa that there may be people out there who who think that. They're the only ones who feel this right. way, and they listen to a podcast, and they realize, oh my god, there's a lot of other right. people, and you know, hearing people like Mike Sussman, you know, mm-hmm. um, who uh, is such a huge, uh, uh, you know, worked on the show for many years, and uh, you know, was just like us in terms yeah. of being a, a passionate fan, who you know was the dream to work on 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 Star Trek, and then to get to do that Mirror episode set on the mm-hmm. the bridge of the you know Defiant, it's just like. You know, to discover those people for us as well is to connect with people like that is is really great because, you know, I'd interviewed Mike for the book, but I, you know, I didn't really know him well. But when we were first starting up the podcast, I reached out to him and, you know, became much friendlier with him as a result of the, you know, the podcast, you know. And, you know, same thing, I think, you know, Lisa Klink, you know, who, you know, when we were doing the Voyager episode and they ended up using her, you know, write a wonderful episode of the show, you know. So it's, it's, um, uh, you know, it's been great. You know, just connecting with a lot of these people, like Bob Sound mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, um, other people, and Rafe Needleman. Uh, Rafe Needleman. Well, oh God! My, you my, know, my... how could we not have mentioned that when we're talking about best episodes?
2: My great regret
0: was missing the Rafe Needleman episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, but you were working that yeah. day. You were supposed to be there, and you had to cancel. Yeah, and um, that was extraordinary. Well, because you were such a big part of what that whole thing where we're the like- discovery of, yes. And then we never I'd, hear from him. And, and, and then for him to hear the podcast and hear us talking about him and then to fly in and do the pod. Somebody recently pitched me a guest. They said, oh, yeah, but you know what? You'd have to send a car for him. I said, freaking Rafe Needleman flew in from San Francisco on his own dime. Yeah. I'm not sending a car yeah. for a guest. Yeah. yeah, they can either come and show up, yeah, or so did Bill George. Yeah, I know. I yeah. was just going to say that, and Bill George is the yeah. same. When it's sending a car to pick somebody up. There's a thing called Uber, and if they want to be on the show that bad, they can, <laughs> you know, Uber over here. If not, then not. You know, it's like, it's just just the way it is. Well, I prefer the guest Uber over here. The parking is at a premium. It is. And that's true. <laughs> you
2: know, I mean, when you have people who show up here because they just want to come in and talk, mm-hmm. and they discover that. You know, the the pressure is not on to answer all the same questions they've always answered about Star Trek. And they can just talk to people for an hour about stuff that they find interesting and cool. I think that's what makes it worth it. That's why, you know, I think people listen to this show who might want to come on as guests and go, yeah, I can do that. Um, yeah, that sounds like fun. It's like we're, this isn't The Tonight Show. This isn't, you know, a, well, a talk show.
0: It's, it's really it's a really good point. And, you know, it's like I thought somebody wrote something recently They said, oh, I was really surprised... Um, you know, last week when we we're recording this was last week. They said that you know Aaron Gray was the guest when I thought you guys would be talking about Picard, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and he said, but I loved it. I was so glad, you know. They said, and um, and for us, it's kind of like there are a lot of p- other people out there who are talking about Picard, and we don't have any kind of perspective on it yet because right. it just premiered. And you know, I think a lot of the stuff that we look at, we benefit from being able to evaluate out of the time in which it's made. You know, we have this, you know, we're actually very well versed in it because we've seen them so many times Mm -hmm. and are knowledgeable about it, as opposed to just sort of off the top of our head saying, oh, this is our, you know, this is our thought about this thing that just premiered. There are a lot of other people who do that and that's a review. And And I don't think that's, I think you can listen to any of our shows and they're timeless. And, you know, I don't want to do something that's kind of has, you know, a ticking clock on it because, you know whether we said oh we love that show or we hated that show or whatever you know in six months it could be a completely different perspective right. on it right. um
2: and good lord I mean do do people really want to hear us sit around you know uh, reading a recap or, or a speech Filling out a recap of an episode that just aired and then asking each other questions about like, you know, what do you think is going to happen next week? Yeah, exactly. That's not Which what is, you it, listen to this for.
0: No, I don't think so. And I, again, I think you look, listen to a depth of expertise right. and I couldn't argue that, you know, when it comes to any of the new Star Treks, you know, I have come some kind of deep knowledge. No, um, absolutely not. You know, and, uh, you know, there are things I could talk but there about.
1: there are people out there that do. And so listen to them. Listen to them exactly. as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely right. You know, and, and look, and there's certain things, you know, on some of the newer shows, things that I could talk about that I don't feel would serve anyone, you know, by, you know, sort of airing the dirty laundry. It's just not, I mean, I've had people approach me about, you know, oh, when are you going to expand, you know, do volume three of uh, 50 Your Mission? And I said, you know, I'm not, it's not a thing I'm interested in because I like, you know, I just don't, I don't, I think we have enough perspective and enough context and enough anything to really be able to do that and um, so anyway you know so we we continue on talking about what we love Mm. and I'm glad that there are people out there who love what we do that is territory best mapped by diplomats (laughs) (laughs) and uh, oh you know there was the other thing we should probably address before we wrap up there was a guy who I think recently on Twitter uh, was talking about um, and I promised that we would respond on the show he was saying that, you know, Marina had said, you know, if you're right wing or you're conservative, you shouldn't be watching Star Trek because it's not for you. And he said, how do you feel about that? And, um, uh, you know, I, I said we answered. answer and I said we probably have different perspectives on this. You know, in general, I think anybody should watch Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think you cannot you know, I I think that on the right some there have been some who have co-opted Star Trek for their own purposes who see something in Star Trek that doesn't exist because I do feel that Star Trek is a very progressive show um that you know has always been about you know uh, forward thinking about you know, not being afraid of the other you know going all the way back to Spock you know extolling the value of science you know a lot of things that have become very unpopular uh, in the on the American right um but at the same time there're things on the left you know which is the inability to Um, tolerate dissent, you know, um, and things. So I think Star Trek, you know, continues to be, what, but it's also a show that extols meritocracy, which both sides of the aisle have co-opted for their own, you know, on the right, they use meritocracy as an excuse to sort of beat down diversity. And on the left, meritocracy, you know, can also be like, no, because, you you know, you're not embracing diversity. You're just, you know, and so I think it's a difficult question to answer. Part of the, I think part of the, the
1: draw specifically for me uh, in the TOS era and uh, our our view of it is that I think that no matter what side of the spectrum you fall, there is something for you in it. Um, there is certainly the the uh, you know humanist and progressive uh, attitude of the crew, but there's also you know sort of American exceptionalism and Absolutely. and and um, you know bringing the natives into line with the rest of the galaxy, and there's a very imperialist uh, bent on the whole thing too. Yeah, that's, that's, certainly, that's true. So it, there is these levels, these uh, you know levels of uh, of content in it, speak to all people in Not some way. Not just the gangs or the comb. That's exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> we, well, people. Well,
0: look, I will say this, and I'd like to hear what Ashley sure. has to say, because that's a really well-reasoned point. You know, I, I think, you know, in part, I think that, that Marina's comment was driven by the fact that Stephen Miller... Uh, professes to be a big Star Trek fan. He clearly is a Star Trek fan who's in the, the Trump White House, who's the architect of the immigration policy. And clearly he wasn't paying attention because whatever he could like about Star Trek is not the values that Star Trek is about. That, I mean, there's no question about that. But does that mean that this is not a show that should appeal to conservatives or appeal to uh, people on the right? No, I think I think that's overstating it. But I do think that at the end, Star Trek posits a better humanity where we all can get along and we aspire to be better than we are. Right. And, you know, certainly, uh, you know, someone like a Stephen Miller isn't quite getting the memo. Um, but that doesn't mean that Marina is right to just dismiss... You know, and say no one should. You know, on the right should watch. I mean, that's part of the problem right Totally part of the problem. Part, problem, right totally of the problem. Um, you know, and then there's you know the, the the argument about you know how politically correct should Star Trek be, and that's a whole nother conversation because you know obviously, and we've seen it even you know, on the show, the political correctness has, has gotten you know the pendulum has swung, you know, can swing way too far. So anyway, we, I'm sorry. but oh, I was were- going
2: to say, I, I think that what's always been great about. Star Trek And you know Darren, I think you kind of you got to a lot of it right kind of the the two sides of everything that have always been present is that Star Trek it is, at its best has always been about questions and not answers right that when we talk about Gene Roddenberry referring to his show as an allegory to talk about things that concerned him real social problems, the genius of it was that in the best episodes, um, we never got a speech, right We really at the end of the day we got, captain kirk saying what the actual f man um to the point where i would argue that uh that star trek is very often more utilitarian uh than it is utopian i mean you look at um i mean my god you look at a private little war Mm -hmm. right right uh a taste of armageddon you know very often um you know Kirk is kind of coming down on the side of I don't know what the answer is, but I do know the answer is probably not totalitarianism. I right. do know that the answer is probably not whatever simple answer uh, you've just given us. Star Trek has always said from the very beginning through you know any incarnation, at least as as I recall it, even through you know through and, I, and look, I I am not the biggest watcher of uh, of things sort of post. Uh, DS9 and Voyager. But um, even through DS9, right, um, it it was always wrestling with the questions. It never took anything for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it, it never said that there's anybody who is
0: blatantly a black hat or a white hat. Right. It's just, it's a very. Or it common, made you think someone was a black hat and you, right. there was nuance to it. Right? That's exactly. Or vice
2: correct. versa. And vice versa. Yeah. Right. It's like, it gets down to, you know, why, you know, in the world, uh, an episode of Deep Space Nine, like in the Pale Moonlight, like, why should that work? Right. But it does work. And it works because, you know, yeah, Cisco does something utilitarian um, that perhaps, you know, can cost him his soul. But what is he doing it for? And the important thing about Don't him is that. you say it was worth a man's soul? Oh, yeah, it's like he wrestles with it. Mm-hmm. Our characters wrestle with these things, and Star
0: Trek only becomes bad when there is a certainty to it. Well, one right. thing Star Trek isn't about isn't about shouting. Yes, it isn't about shouting your ideas or shouting down your opponent. You know, and ultimately Kirk will make a decision when this becomes a democracy. I'll let you know. Yeah. but he seeks out educated opinions from his science officer, from his medical officer. You know, and then he listens to what everyone has to say and makes a decision. And you know, to a certain extent, that was the same thing with Picard. Maybe even more so, where he seeks out mm-hmm. the opinions of educated people. Conference. You know, and he'll call these conferences that go on for nine hours and you know and and everyone will give their opinion ultimately he'll make a decision and that's what's great about star trek but it's also people who are entitled to their opinions because they come from a place of they're educated they're intellect they have intellect there's intellectual rigor that's they've earned their position they've earned their position which goes back to star trek being a meritocracy but um you know so i think you know it's it's an interesting it's an interesting question um and, you know, look, at, you got to look at Roddenberry, too. Roddenberry was a very flawed human being, as we all know, um, you know, and he came, you know, came out of the military and, you know, he had a certain view of the world. I mean, having, you know, fought in World War too and 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 been an aviator and stuff like that. So he aspired to be better, even though in reality he you know he wasn't the world's greatest guy. But he 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 you know he he aspired to be a better person. And that's sort of the message of Star Trek. It's like yeah, we're all flawed, but we aspire to be better. We try, you know. And um, and I think that ultimately is the lesson that we can all be better, you know. And 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 you know it's hard, and it's it's it goes back to Kirk. I'm not going to kill today. Right. You know, and not literally in, in your life are you deciding not to kill, but you're deciding, you know, how you can be a better person. That's right. Well, that was that turned out better than we thought it did. It really did. No. Who knew? Who knew that the mailbag could... would be so interesting? <laughs> and we had Dean join us as a special guest and, all, and all, we had Ashley here and that was great. Wait, wait, what wait what do you what do we think, Bill? How was that? It was good. I really liked it. Oh, good. Aww. Well, there you go. Fantastic. Well, and I want to thank you uh, for joining us for Inglorious experts If you're a fan of this podcast, you may want to check out our other podcasts like the 430 Movie, Every Friday, Rebel and the Rogue on Tuesdays, Best Movies Never Made every other Monday, and on Thursdays, Two on Who. You can also watch video podcasts of all your favorite Electric Surge shows on Electric Now, which you can download uh, download the Stir, Distro TV or Zumo apps, or the uh, Electric Now app, where you can watch our episodes on demand as you heard Dean tell you. And don't argue with Dean, because he knows. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we may even read your uh, review one day when we go <laughs> back to the mailbag. Uh, I still have my hand after reaching in. That's right. That's right. Uh, finally, it's like Roman <laughs> Holiday. <Ugh>. Okay, <laughs> Finally, uh, <laughs> a very special thanks, of course, uh, to our sound engineer, Bill Ritter, and everyone here at Electric Surge, producer Natalie Muscali, who tolerates our show every week. And, of course, Dean Devlin, thank you for dropping in, Dean. It was great having you on the show, teasing us with your work. presence later on. And, uh, of course, the show would not be possible without you. So we're very grateful. And watch this new show, uh, Almost Paradise, on WGN. Um, uh and uh we will see you. Uh keep on trekking ingloriously, of course, and we'll see you next week. Engage.